welcome welcome everyone thank you guys for joining us here on another episode of shut up and listen sorry i'm a little bit rusty it's been a while <laughs> today welcome we back oh welcome back we have uh your two favorite hosts m say hello hello and f and today we have our special guest kathleen she's going to introduce herself give us a little bit of information about who she is and why she decided to join us today on our podcast she has a lot of interesting stories to share that we feel like on shut up and listen you guys can all relate to resonate with and yeah let's get to it hi guys good afternoon happy sunday how is everyone feeling? How are you guys? Good. 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 Well, I'm excited to be on here. I'm a little nervous, as you can tell. But I hope that whatever questions you guys ask me, I can answer them to their entirety. And I can help anybody that's listening kind of resonate with my stories and, you know, what's been going on as far as being a mom of two and, you know, married after such a toxic, bad first relationship, kind of. Um so anybody that is feeling like they're kind of in the same position or they have any questions about, you know, what it's like to be a mom, if there's anything that I can answer, I will. I'm an open book and I'm ready to go. Yes. So we will have your Instagram down below in the description if anyone wants to reach out. You heard it here first. Yeah, yeah. So let's get started. Tell us how it was during your first pregnancy. How old were you? What were you thinking when you found out you were pregnant? How was the process? Yeah, so it was very interesting. When I was pregnant with my oldest daughter, she's going to be six now in July. Um, I had just turned 21. It was like three months after I turned 21 and I was like officially legal. Like you're 21, you can do all the things. <laughs> and um, my boyfriend at the time, you know, he just, he knocked me up. And I was like, great, bro. Like, I'm in the middle of college trying to figure out my life. Um, and when I found out I was pregnant, like, I just dropped everything that I was doing, like school. And I said, you know, like, I got to do what I got to do. I have to just work twice as hard, save all the money that I can, because like, I'm bringing a human into this world. Like, what the hell am I doing? Um, and I just remember taking a test while I was going to my math class. And I, I didn't focus in math at all. I was just sitting in class and I was looking at my professor and I was just thinking, oh my God, I'm pregnant. Oh my God, I'm pregnant. Oh my God, I'm pregnant. Like, I can't do this equation. I'm not going to add this up. Like, I can't pay attention. So when I found out I was pregnant, it was like a shock. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew that I had to do it. Um, and yeah, I was very young. I had no idea what I was doing. And I said, you know, if my mom was able to do this at basically the same age she was like 22 um or 23 when she had me and my brother already she had both of us at 23 and I was like listen if she can do it then I can do it and I know times are different it's probably more difficult now or it was more difficult back then whatever the situation is but I knew I had to do it like it was my responsibility to take care of myself and the fact that I got pregnant I wasn't gonna let it be like a hindrance on my life i was like you know this is a blessing it is what it is it came unexpectedly but we're gonna grab the bull by the horns and we're gonna ride this rodeo and i said let's go let's go 
and, and in this scenario <laughs> yes yes i love it too and in this scenario uh like i know you said that you were sitting in math and you were like i can't do this i can't do this i can't do this was there like a time after that that you were like all right okay i gotta make drastic changes or did you make any drastic changes or you just kind of played on with your life until you mean you as far up? as like school yes and everything else i don't know what else you were doing at the time other than school but yeah i never went back to school um i just got more secure in my job and like i just tried to find more growth in my job and i was actually there for eight years until i recently started this new job um but i started that job at 19 i got pregnant at 21 and i said dude i have no idea what i'm doing like all i knew was like i gotta get the money and i gotta get ready so I didn't go back to school. Um, I knew that I was eventually gonna have to move out of my mom's house. Um, so I just buckled down and I worked and worked and worked and worked. And there were nights that I would leave my job at like 10.30, 11.30 at night sometimes, even being like eight, nine months pregnant. Like I worked a lot. Like I worked until like one week prior to me giving birth. And they were like pushing me out the door. They were like, you need to go home you can't work anymore. I was like, no, I need to work. I need to provide for my baby. Ah, <laughs> I just worked really, really hard. Like I had, I didn't know what else to do. I thought the solution for having a baby was like, you have to be financially ready. And I didn't think about anything else. Like I didn't think about like, how am I going to be mentally? How am I going to be like physically? Like, do am I going to know what I'm going to get myself into? Like for me, it was just the financial standpoint like i was not anywhere near ready to you know like move out have a baby and like do all these things i knew i had to stay with my parents for a little bit and figure it out but for me i was just like i need to save all the money that i can because i don't know how much a baby costs i don't know how much diapers cost like how much cream do you need wipes like do you need boxes <laughs> do you need you know i don't know how many things you need for a baby <laughs> but I have to figure this out as I go. And I did. And I did. That is crazy. Like, I don't know, hearing your story is giving me stress. My hands are sweaty. <laughs> I'm sweating just talking about it. Like, I feel like I'm that 21-year-old girl sitting in math class again, just sweating, thinking, like, Holy shit, there's a baby in my stomach. <laughs> it's swimming. <laughs> it's like swimming in there. It's like a little... <laughs> I'm sweating. You know, now that you mentioned that... Um, so guys, just a little backstory. Kathleen and I were actually just sharing stories. She popped on her story talking about how her daughter wanted to go to her dad's job instead of hanging out with her. <laughs> and we were just having a conversation. And I asked her like, hey, how has how has your experience been? Like, what is it like being a mom? And, you know, she shared her truth and all that stuff. And you guys will get to know a little bit more about that. But now that I hear how hard you were working during your pregnancy and that you didn't really have any time for yourself. I think that's that was like one of the big reasons why it hit you so hard when you did give birth and have and you found yourself at home by yourself. Like you had to battle your your thoughts that you were ignoring because yeah. you, you didn't give yourself time to think about them at all. You were working all the time you were thinking like all right i need money and that's also a lot of the mindset that we were talking about like our parents and that's why they do they don't experience what you experience because they were on go most yeah. of the time always if, if they were here in the u.s they can't stop yeah that's so crazy so 
Just keep finding out more about you. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that does have a lot to do with like how it affected me like after because I was like blocking everything out and focusing on the money and focusing on work and I didn't think about anything else like at all. But did your parents or did anybody have that influence on you thinking that, oh, money is what I have to get right now? Like, was there anybody that influenced that? Or is that just what you initially thought yourself? Like, was that your survival survival move? Yeah, I guess I went into like fire flight mode. And that was something that like initially came upon me, but like on my own, because like everybody was so happy around me. They were like, oh, my God, now you got to get ready and take your prenatals. Like, you got to dress cute during your pregnancy. And I'm like, I can give three shits if I'm wearing two-day-old underwear and, like, three-day-old sweatpants. I got to get to work and I got to do what I got to do. I'm not worried about looking cute. I'm not worried about um, what Fulana thinks that I should do when the baby comes or, like, what I should name my baby depending on the gender. I'm not worried about none of that. When I find out the gender, okay, great. I have the name. Bye. Next. Oh, what are we going to do with the nursery? Okay, bye. Next. I wasn't thinking about shit. So my mom even told me, she was like, listen, you're working very hard. You need to remember that you're pregnant. You need to enjoy your pregnancy. But it was so hard for me to enjoy my pregnancy just because of how hard I was working. But then also my relationship, I was like, listen, I don't have time for you. I have time for this baby growing inside of me. Let me do my thing. You're like background noise, background noise kind of. So I was just like very determined during my pregnancy. It was kind of a rough pregnancy. But all in all, it was okay. Delivery was the worst. The worst. Like, the worst. You're not helping my fear. Of I am not. Giving birth. No. I'm giving you 100% facts. Like, I almost died after I gave birth. Like, my body went into shock. I spiked a fever. I would not stop oh. shaking. My eyes rolled to the back of my head. My mom was screaming at me. <laughs> that is so my mom. Yeah, my nurse was like smacking my face. And then my eyes are open, but I was it was black. It was black. My eyes are open. Oh my and goodness. Dead. And then all I hear is, you know, Genesis crying. And then I look over and then her father was carrying her. My mother-in-law was like, over there in the corner with them and then I looked over and my mom is just like crying in my face like are you okay are you okay I was like what <laughs> I don't even know what happened I don't even know what happened and it was like until a couple days later I think like after I got home like a week maybe my mom's like do you know what happened to you I was like no please enlighten me she's like yeah you almost died I was like, I was like what She's like, yeah, do you not remember the nurse slapping you? And do you not remember, like, all the things happening? I'm like, no, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah. I was like, well, I guess that's why I felt the way that I felt when I was carrying Genesis for the first time. Because she was like, yeah, that's you were, like, completely disconnected. You weren't, like, looking at her. You weren't excited to hold her. Like, the nurse put her on you. Like, the nurse had to put the baby on me because I was like, no, no. <laughs> I was shaking so much and then I was just like no get her away from me like let her dad hold her I don't want to hold her it was really 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 bad it was super scary so I had no idea and so like my mom talked to me and I was like okay it makes sense like two plus two is four I get yeah. <laughs> that that must have been such a weird feeling like did that thing come out of me at that point like you're not like okay that's my daughter like so beautiful you're like that thing yeah no, no. 
like I couldn't put it together. I wasn't like, oh my God, my daughter. I was like, okay, that's my baby. Now what? Like, what do I do now? And then, <laughs> Everything's like a to-do list. Yeah. Okay, check like, next, check next. Yeah, I was like, okay, where's the to-do list? Where's the manual? Like, does it come with like all the other paperwork that the hospital gives you? No, you just gotta figure it out. Okay, no problem. And it was like, she was crying and I was just like, okay, what's happening now? Like, what's next? Like, you're laying there, like a pig in a caja china, and you don't know what's next. You don't know what they're going to do to you. So I was like, sew me up, put my pants on. Like, what are we doing? What's next? It was very difficult and, like, traumatizing is what it was. That's how I can describe my birth. It was traumatizing. And I was very scared to ever have a baby again. And if you ask a couple of my friends, they would tell you, like, I never wanted to get married. I never wanted another baby. I was just like, I am going to dedicate all my love and my life to this one child of mine. And I'm not having any more kids. I was traumatized. I was like, I don't want to die again. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> so Genesis' dad, mm-hmm. when you guys found out that you were pregnant, like, did he want the baby? Was he like, yeah, let's keep it. Woohoo, family. <laughs> like, that is such a great question. So, <laughs> I honestly thought of not keeping my baby. Initially, like, it's just the first thought that came to mind. I was like, I'm not ready for this. Like, this is not happening. But he was very like, oh, my God, we're having a baby. But then at the same time, he was like, like, how can I explain it? He kind of denied that he was the dad just because at the time he always thought that I was cheating on him. He was very insecure in our relationship. And at the time he's like, there's no way that I'm the dad because you haven't let me touch you in such a long time. Like there's no way. And I was like, dude, you're the daddy. There's no other way. And he even like, it was very hard for him to accept that he was the dad And he even asked me the same night of our gender reveal for a paternity test because he still couldn't believe that the baby was his. And there were family members who are kind of religious and they follow this type of religion. I don't know how to put it into words respectfully, um, but from his side of the family, they were telling him, you know, if it's a boy, the baby is yours. And if it's a girl, the baby is not yours. So then the next reveal, yeah, it's it's like some brujeria shit. That's all I'm Okay. Yeah. So then the night of the gender reveal, you know, we were sitting down and like we were just with each other and we were in uh, my room at the time that uh, we were living with my mom. And I was just sitting with him and I was like, dude, we're having a girl. Like, how do you feel? How do you feel knowing that you're gonna have a daughter? And he's like, you know, I don't know how to tell you this, but I really think that we need to do a paternity test. And when he explained to me why, I was like, I thought we were over this. I thought we were like moving on from this and like we could actually enjoy this moment and you just totally fucked it up and shit on this entire day that we spent so much time and money putting everything together for you to just fuck it up. And literally, I'm sitting on his lap, okay? (laughs) 
<laughs> You're talking to Santa. <laughs> Santa. Like, tell me, Santa, how about this? Santa, tell me what you want. You want a paternity test? Not going to happen. No, my friend. So it was it was like a downer. You and- your ground. You were like, no, I'm not doing that to my baby. No, I wasn't going to do it because I was like, I know who I've slept with. Um, You are the father. And I'm not going to do a fucking paternity test. It's just disrespectful. I don't know if it's like a Hispanic thing, if it's like a woman thing. I don't know what it is. It's so fucking disrespectful. If your if your child's father comes to you and says, you know, I want a paternity test, but you guys have been together for years, and he's the only one that you're sleeping with, and he's the one that's cheating. It's kind of like, yeah, he he gave himself away so yeah. easily, yeah. like we've had our issues and we had our issues at the time where, you know, I caught a couple things. Like I saw a couple things, but you know, we worked on them and my stupid ass kept taking him back over and over again, thinking things were going to get better. And, you know, he comes at me with the bullshit of like, you know, I want a paternity test. And it's, it's, it was mind boggling. Cause I was like, dude, I am literally the faithful one in this relationship. And you're asking me for, but uh, a paternity test? The audacity. The balls. No, the <laughs> balls. Okay. The balls. So it was rough because he wanted a baby, but he didn't believe the baby was his. So I was like, what are we doing here? And we never really talked about abortion or keeping the baby. We just kept the baby. We never talked about options. We never explored anything else. But initially, not a lot of people know it, but initially, like, I did think I might want to abort because that's just, that's, that was my mentality at the time. Thank God I didn't because I love my child so much. But at the time, <laughs> that's just, of what, course, you're, you're young. You don't yeah. have to yeah. justify why you thought yeah, of that. Real. Like, yeah, trust me, it's fine. You were young. You were thinking, like, what the hell? This is the beginning of my life. I'm not even done with school. What am I going to give this child? Like, yeah. of course, it's normal to think that. Yeah. Of course. And you didn't feel like you were prepared in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Like, you were in school. You weren't making enough money for yourself yeah. at the time. Like, no. And I definitely mm-hmm. wasn't going to bring my child into, like, a stable environment because things were already so rocky. But I said, you know, like, this is a big thing. This is not, like, you stub your toe. This is like, you're fucking pregnant. Like you are having a baby, you know? So it's like, I don't know. We took it as it came. We took it like day by day. Um, was It was rocky. It was rocky. How was it after you gave birth, coming home, dealing with a baby, and being home after working 24-7, not having a time to breathe? It was definitely an adjustment. Um, it was definitely an adjustment. I was by myself because, again, I lived with my mom. So then my parents had to work. Um, you know, my daughter's father had to work as well. So it was my job. You know, for three months, you're going to stay home. You're going to raise this baby. You're going to keep this baby alive, feed the baby, bathe the baby, like do all the things. Um, and it was very lonely just because I – my mom took some time off to help me like in the beginning and it was great. I appreciate her so much for doing that because not everyone has the support of their mom. Um, and she really helped me like that first little week. But when it was just me, it was, it was scary. You're by yourself. 
Did you feel like you were on autopilot? I, I know it's a random question to ask, but I feel like we kind of go into like robot mode. Yeah. And you're like, feed, do this. I'm not a human anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know. I have friends that have gone through it too. So yeah, you kind of turn into like a robot and you're like accustomed to like this routine that you're just like every single day. It's you got to wake up, feed the baby, bathe the baby, put the baby for a nap. And then it's just, it's like a bullet point. It's like bullets, like D, 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 D. So yeah, you go into like, autopilot and i would forget to eat and i would forget to shower and i would forget to like fold the clothes or do stuff because i was always like the baby like the baby the baby the baby and it was it was lonely and it was scary you're 22 years old i had just turned 22 when i had her she was born three days after um my birthday i had just turned 22 i'm in this house by myself with no help because everybody's working so you know I have no help until like my mom comes home and she can watch my daughter for a little bit and I can take a shower. Um, but it was a lot. It gets a lot to do it by yourself. And especially like when no one tells you what to do, like you're literally figuring it out. I had no idea how much milk to give my daughter. I didn't know how to like bathe her properly. Like I learned everything literally on the phone with my freaking mom. I'd be like, Mom, I need to bathe the baby. She stinks. How do I do this? Like, I got to put her in like the little net thingy in the little bathtub. She's like, yes, she's a newborn. She will drown if you put her in the tub. <laughs> like, by herself. <laughs> but what if I hold her? She's like, no, safety first. You need to put her in the net. So it's, it's little things like that. Like, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. Seriously, like, sorry for my language. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. So it was lonely and it's like, it was lonely. Okay. That's all I gotta say. It was freaking lonely. So it's not butterflies and rainbows and, <laughs> oh, and we're not faces. No, 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 no. This is not, <laughs> this is not a movie production. This is real fucking life. <laughs> the unicorns and rainbows and the goo goo gaga and the people like leaving you flowers at your house and bringing you meals and checking on you to make sure you're okay. This one. Okay. They don't do that. <laughs> Nobody does that shit. Nobody does that shit. It's no one takes you. No one takes you una sobida. No, 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 like a long, you know, like, like vieja, like, a, like una bata. Like, yeah, like a warm bata, maybe. Like, just hold my baby so I can shower and put on this bata and like these fuzzy socks so I can be a little comfortable. No. It took a while for that to happen because I actually started letting people in because people were kind of like scared in the beginning to come see the baby. But at the same time, they would show up. I'd be like, she's sleeping or I need a feed or I need a pump. And like people would just show up and I had to put a stop to it. And that's why I guess people backed off because people get offended. Like people get offended that you don't want visitors after you just had your vagina spread open to push a baby out of a small hole, like, I don't even know how big it is. Like, people get offended. People get so offended, and I don't understand why. And it's so heartbreaking because it's not about you, bro. It's about the fucking mom. And nobody yeah. gets that. And I had to learn that the hard way because I wanted people to come see the baby and stuff, and I wanted people to, you know, meet her, but... Back then, it was 20, what year was she born? 2017. 2017, sorry. Sorry, brain fart. 2017, this is pre-pandemic. 
where you had abuela, tía, los primos, todo el mundo en el hospital. So that's exactly what happened. I had everyone in the hospital and I said, when I go home, I'm not dealing with this shit. I need to, like every day someone was in my, in my hospital room, but like every hour, there were family members from my father's side of, the, of his family, like distant. I don't even know how they found out I was pregnant. I had no idea how they found out I was giving birth and what hospital I was in. And they showed up unannounced. I was oh like, my gosh. oh my God, it's overwhelming. It's super overwhelming. And I'm very grateful for the pandemic. <laughs> well, that's the first <laughs> because of the restrictions that they had in the hospital. So I was like, yes, it's just peace and quiet. <laughs> yes, I was like, is this what I should have experienced the first time? Because I would have done this all over again. Like, no problem. No problem. But yeah, no, it's not fucking unicorns and butterflies and rainbows and shit. People, majority of the time, just want to come, see your baby, take a picture to say that they met the baby and disappear for months on end. And it's like, my baby's not a doll. My baby is a human. This is not an object. This is a person. You know, just check on, like, come see the baby. But then ask me how I'm doing. Ask me if I need anything. Ask me if I'd like to take a shower. Like, if you could just sit there and watch my freaking baby sleep in you know, a little pillow, like a duck tot or something. Just keep your eye on the baby and let me shower or give me 30 minutes to pump or I don't know, contribute to my healing, not making me feel worse. You know, yeah. it's, I don't know. It's not fucking rainbows. It's not. It is also very much in our culture, like for family members to come over and be like, yeah, but you can't be doing that. You have to do it like this. And it's like, yes. okay, this is what yes. like, gives you the right. <laughs> They tell you what you have to do with your own baby. Yeah, but that I, I think that's why. Because I don't know. I'm just picturing if I ever give birth. I don't. I don't have a big family, but my boyfriend. Let me tell you about my boyfriend's family. Tell me. <laughs> tell me. Tell me. I want to hear it. It is, it is a long list of family members. Like, I had. There's. We've been dating for like seven years, and there's family members I still haven't met. How is that possible? Because they're, there's just so much. They're everywhere. Oh, my God. They're everywhere. <laughs> she said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I always tell him, like, he's like, yeah, if you ever give birth, I'm like, no. No visitors. Like, I will pay someone. I'll give birth at home if I have to. And then I could be like, you're not coming into my house. Yeah, no. <laughs> fuck you. And fuck your visiting. <laughs> and fuck your visiting. Did you bring me food? Drop it off at the door and you can be on your merry way. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like... Of course, selected people I know will help. Yeah. But I don't want people coming just to see or, you know, like I get it. I, I think I would be the same way. And not a lot of people are like that. There's some people that want people to just come and they'd rather just be with somebody than be lonely. That's that's the thing that a lot of people, we're all so different. And it's hard for someone that is not like you to understand why you don't want someone there or why you don't want someone there at a certain time you know like yeah it's hard to explain that to someone that you know is not going to understand you they're going to take it personal yeah and that's really how it how it was i had a falling out honestly with my biological father because of that i haven't i cut him out of my life just because he was a toxic person um in general and he just was not good for me or my newfound family because i just had a baby you know he was very persistent on wanting to come and i said listen i need 
a minute. Like I just had this visitor here in this house for this many hours. They just left. And now you're telling me you're going to come. Like, I can't. Like, I'm done for the day. The door is closed. Like, I need a shower. I need a rest. And he took it to heart. And he's just like, he took it really offensively. And I was like, you know, you're my father. Like, you should understand that of anybody. But he didn't because men are special. Men are garbage. Okay? Men are garbage. <laughs> men are garbage, but I love my husband. Because <laughs> he's listening right now, so he's <laughs> actually downstairs, and I'm sure he's like anxiously waiting for this to get posted. Like, Ooh, what is she talking about? Like, yeah, people get offended for for not being, I guess, included. But like, birth is so much. You can't expect someone to just open the door and tell you, yeah, come on, come meet the baby. Not everyone's like that. I had two completely different experiences with both of my girls. And I thought that I would be the same way as I did the first time. But no, I was like, super protective the second time around. Like I definitely wanted my space. I definitely wanted time to adjust. And it was a different dynamic of adjusting you know it's not like i had a baby and it's a newborn all over again no it's like i had to adjust to having not just a newborn i had to adjust to having a five-year-old and making sure she was comfortable first with this new change in her life before i could have visitors and people coming in you know and all this shit. and it was 2022 so you know it's post pandemic and you do have to take precaution and i i got to play the covid card Okay, I got to play the COVID. <laughs> I'm scared of COVID. Uh, it's at an all-time high. Please don't come over. Are you vaccinated? Like, I I played the COVID card, and it came to my advantage. It was great. <laughs> that I needed. Oh, my goodness. So it was, like, a great excuse for you to be like, mm, no, no, scared. Mm-hmm. It, it, it. Exit now. <laughs> and anytime someone came into the house, they thought that I was super annoying, but I'd made I would make them wash their hands. And sometimes we had a couple people that would be like, No, I just washed my hands before I left the house. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you open your phone door. You got in the car. And you got in the car and you touch your steering wheel and you got your purse and you probably got your phone and you put it in your purse. The phone has germs. Wash your damn hands. And you see the little baby pig, you're gonna put it on top of you too. Grosera. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness oh i just wanted to ask you um after your first born how, how long did it take before you felt like a human again it's been what six years six years oh okay so still <laughs> no i so you're still working on it yeah we're still working on it we're still working on it um honestly i think i want to say like I don't even, I don't know. It's just, I don't think you ever go back to feeling normal. You just adjust to your new normal. If that, if that makes any sense, you know, you're a completely different woman, a completely different person. And you don't go back to feeling like, you know, this 21 year old, this comfortable, confident woman who, you know, doesn't have a care in the world. Like you I don't, I don't think any mom goes back to ever feeling 100% um, physically, mentally. It's never the same. It's never the same. It's a beautiful thing, but it's also 
such a tragic thing just because it's beautiful in the way that you're like embracing this new chapter in your life and like this new body this new mentality like this newfound love like you're embracing all the great new things but it's also so tragic just because like you look back and you think of like all the freedom you had or like how your life was different or how your life could have been different um and you kind of have to mourn that aspect of your past in a way it's like you know you're not gonna be able to do things that everybody else does you have a greater responsibility and you have a greater purpose and you're just so much more different. You, you don't ever go back to feeling a hundred percent ever. I think in my opinion, you could have another mom come on this podcast and be like, I see después de la dos semanas o algo así, no sé. <laughs> me, yo me sentí exquisita. Nuevecito paquete. Like not everyone is the same. All of us do face our emotions differently. So I feel like you've taken on your emotions like head first versus like ignoring them or like, oh, no, we don't have time for that. We don't have time to think about your, my mental health, like busy. And I think you actually did the right thing and faced them because little by little, you're working on the best version of yourself. And that's how you're going to be the best mom and wife and just person in general. Yeah, I will say that. I am guilty of putting my mental health at the like in the end of like my to do list. I just recently started seeing a therapist. Um, but for a long time, I did put my mental health on the back burner, if I'm being honest, just because like, I was the same I was like, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to see a therapist. I don't have time to make a phone call. You know, I have other things to do. And I just would always think, I'm gonna figure it out on my own. I'll talk to my friends. I'll talk to my husband, my mom, whatever. That's bullshit. You need a fucking therapist. And I believe everyone needs a therapist. If your life is going great, you need a therapist. If your life is going to shit, you need a therapist. I truly believe in therapy and it's worked for me. It's worked for so many people. But for a long time, I did put my mental health on the back burner. And it wasn't until I sat down in like our little rinky dink apartment with our baby sleeping in her crib. And I broke down to her father and I said, you know, I am not okay. I am depressed. I feel like I can't breathe. I don't want to breathe. I feel like I'm drowning. And it was really, really bad. And, you know, unfortunately, he didn't reciprocate the energy that I needed him to. Um, so I feel like that put me in like shutdown mode where I was like, you know, no one's gonna get it you know what is a therapist gonna tell me like I was very I was very like I no one's gonna understand like no one's gonna understand me because like if he can't understand me like no one will I was like I was like in that blind love spot where like coño if he doesn't get it and he doesn't understand me like who's to say like my mom could understand me with this or my best friend or like someone a random therapist you know I just really lost hope after that, I was in shutdown mode and I just thought, you know, like, it's fine. Like, I'll deal with it when I can. Like, let me take care of my other responsibilities, like making sure my child is fed and healthy and like alive and like breathing. So I was just like, you know, it's going to take a while. But I had my second daughter and I said, yeah, 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 yeah. Therapy is needed. I went for help. You spoke up for yourself, which is something that you didn't do the first time. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Yeah, I learned a lot. 
what is something that you that you can look back now and you would do different for your first birth and yeah. like postpartum so what do you mean the lessons that i learned so during your postpartum experience like your mental health like i don't know the only comparison i have is social media right oh. now and a lot of the people that we went to high school with and that are my age now are either giving birth or just gave birth or pregnant right now mm-hmm. like it, it's like this is the time you know like this is the year or or la- or the end of last year was the year you know like i guess people are on a time clock and they're like mm, if it's not now then never yeah so a lot of my feed consists of that so all these new moms and i would see a lot of new moms being like oh my god this is so hard um any new moms out there just know you're not alone seek help call this helpline and i'm like what what's happening (laughs) what is happening in this postpartum experience that everyone is talking about seeking help but no one talks about why yeah no one no one says and again i don't know because i am not a mother so i don't know why it's not a normal thing to do they just do that instead like seek help you can do it you're you're the best mom for your child and i'm like hold up hold up what's happening like, oh shit it's not unicorns and rainbows this shit is dark and twisty i don't like, I don't like yes. this but i want to know why and i and we spoke about this when we were talking i'm like why what is it that you're going through where's your headspace at what's happening like are you tired do you not have a support system like I'm trying to check things off on my list also, you know? (laughs) It's honestly, I feel like both times that I went into, you know, this space, it was because I was tired. I was tired. I didn't make time for myself. You know, I am a control freak and I want everything done perfectly. So naturally, I want to do everything and I don't want to ask for help. And my friends and my mother and my husband, they all tell me the same shit. They're like, if someone is giving you their hand, you take it and say, thank you. I'm like, no, I don't want to. Why? I can do it on my own and perfectly the way that I like it. And you know what? As a woman, as a new mom, you got to let that shit go. Whoever is listening is going to listen to this. Let that shit go. If you have a family member, you have a friend that says, hi, do you mind if I come over on such and such date and time to see the baby and maybe I can help you with something? Oye, caballero, stop with the pride, <laughs> drop that shit, and take the help. And honestly speaking, I think it is embedded in the culture that you need to do it on your own and you can't ask for help. I I truly believe that because I've had I've had experiences where it's like, no way yeah it's like they want you to do it they do it with the best intentions they want you to do whatever hard shit you're going through on your own so you can learn from it but sometimes we need a little help we need like a little hand we need a little push and i feel like that's also why women don't want to ask for help because they don't want it thrown in their face later or they don't want to, you know, look like a disappointment or they don't want the criticism from their family or friends like, oh, you couldn't do it or like you can't do this or you can't do that. 
oh, but you could do this and you could do this. You know, it's it's so many factors. It's so many factors. But I will say the biggest thing is like taking the help when it's offered, you know, and going out and asking for the help. Shit, like don't sit around and wait for someone to offer their assistance or offer their help or whatever. Like if you need help, you go to the person that you're comfortable with, whether it's your mom, your dad, your best friend, whoever, and say, hey, I need help. And listen, if they say, yeah, I got it, okay, beautiful. If they say, listen, I can't, that's perfectly fine too. Not everyone is going to drop their shit and help you, but you have to stand up and be like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to drown. I'm going to ask for help, you know? And you go and you ask for that fucking help because if you're going to do it on your own, you will fucking drown with the 20 pound. Is it? No, 20 pounds is pretty light. Let's say like with the 150 pound weight that it is to be a mom because it's keeping this human alive and embedding into their tiny little brains that they're loved and that they're intelligent and that they're smart. You have to raise them the way that, you know, you think that they're going to be at their best. You have to raise them with love. You have to raise them to be good people. And it's not easy because half the time we're raising our kids and we don't know if we're good people ourselves. We're just going with the flow and trying to do our best. But we want to raise healthy, happy, good humans, like good people. And it's hard. It is hard. And especially when they can't talk and they can't walk and all they do is poop and pee and eat. It's like... (laughs) People say that it's the hardest part and it's not. It's pretty easy. You just have to find time to shower and to sleep. And you just got to pray that your child does not confuse day or night and you'll be golden. Golden. Do you guys know what that is? That like they com- that their, sl- their sleeping schedule is backwards. Why did I stutter so much? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I-, I couldn't. I wanted to say something else. And I, I was like, no, stop complicating I, it. I was on the same mental uh, twirl. I was like, I know, I know what she's saying. I don't know how to say it with my mouth. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I can process it in my brain, but it's not coming out through here. Um, yeah, it's literally they sleep all day and they're awake all night. And guess what happened to me when I was all this crazy shit of being a first time mom? I forgot to tell you guys just to put the cherry on top. My daughter was up all night. Okay, I, I think that. I told you this. Um, my daughter was up all night and she slept all day. That girl didn't give a damn if all the blinds in the house were open and we got all the sunlight and it was like a tanning bed, like the all the light bulbs of a tanning bed, that brightness in my house. She didn't give a shit. She slept all day. So imagine. Oh my. You have this baby who is sleeping all day and you are told that you cannot wake up a sleeping baby. Like, you can't. Like, that's rule number one. You Why? never wake a sleeping baby. It throws them off. It makes them super nervous. They will not eat. And it will throw, like, it will cause, like, an imbalance in them. It's just said. Is there any facts behind this? Or is this, like, a Cuban remedy? I think this is a Cuban yeah, thing. Okay. okay. Because my, like- answer, my answer to that is, like, oh, it, does, it doesn't throw her off that she's sleeping all freaking day. <laughs> doesn't yeah. throw, that doesn't throw her off. No, I think think it's a Hispanic thing, but even some like, I guess, gringo American doctors, 
have told me to like you know let the baby sleep they're resting that means that they're healthy and like they're regenerate like they're re-energizing their body you're supposed to let babies sleep you never wake them up because it puts a shock like in their nervous system like they're so relaxed when they sleep and they're their, you know, their mind is off, their body's just chill, and you go and wake them up, and they're like, but why? I was sleeping so good. Like, why did you do this to me, you know? So I don't know if it's, like, a factual thing, or if this is when that happens, what happened with your daughter, you're just supposed to thug it out? Yeah, thug it out, girl. Thug it Um, out. All right. Just don't let her fall asleep, you know? Yeah. (laughs) You guys have to start playing games. Put her on the trampoline, you know? Yes. No, no, I mean, and she's like this, but you're like, come on, come on, let's party. Yeah, dude, turn on some Bad Bunny or something and get it turned. Like, get her used to it. Do some tummy time, but like, make sure she's up because I've seen babies do tummy time and they fall asleep. That doesn't work all the time. But yeah, like, they're these babies, you have to like train them in a way. And that's something that I learned with my first that I did different with my second. I said, this girl is going to know what day is. She's going to know what night is and she's (laughs) going to know what her routine is. But child, you're going to let me sleep. You little shit. (laughs) You'll turd a Tron. You little turdy turd turd. This girl, (laughs) this second baby, she's been really good. Like I was so nervous to have another baby to go through like that whole time change. Like I did with my first. But she has slept through the night since she was born, and she is Aww. 13 months old. She is the best freaking baby. Like, the best. Both of my kids, I love them equally, okay? But baby-wise, the second one is better. You <laughs> <laughs> not to say these things, but the second is so much better. She sleeps all night, and it's just... Like, it's, it's really like I can sleep. Me and my know sleep. How did you, how did you, because I know you said you had a trauma from your first baby. How did you decide, okay, I'm going to do it anyways? Like, did it just come at you and you were like, well, I got to take it again. Well, no big deal. Or was it like, I think I'm ready. So to decide if we were going to have a second baby or not, it was very fast. Um, But there was, like, when we decided, we were just talking and we were like, you know, let's, let's do it. Like, let's do it. I do. I was, it was a different environment. It was a different relationship, different situation. I am truly madly deeply in love with my husband. And I said, I'm going to put all this bullshit aside. My life is so much more different now. And I can't just hold on to that fear and that trauma and let it hinder my now marriage. Like I want to grow a family with this man and I want to make this love into like a, a, a little baby and like grow that love into like more babies and like a bigger family and like multiply this love and like show my baby love i don't know it was like the corniest shit um but like three months after our wedding we decided like we're gonna drive like things just happened um where it led us to decide like okay we need to do this now because we might not be able to later So let's do it. And we said, fuck it. Okay. Like I went to the dumpster. I threw out my birth control. I said, we're going to do it. Oh my Game night was the night that I got pregnant. And like this was just like embedding itself. And then like a couple weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. Wow. That's amazing. It's really early. But I mean, 
I just decided like I wasn't gonna let my 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 trauma hold me back from what I really wanted, which was you know a baby with this man that I loved, and like I wanted to grow a family, and I wanted my daughter to have a sibling. I didn't want her to walk this earth alone. Like how selfish of me is that? You know, the day of tomorrow, if I die and her father dies, like you're supposed to have a sibling. Like that's how I see it, honestly. Like if if you're the parent that you don't have two kids, like that's fine. That's your prerogative. That's your decision. But I see it like when you die and that baby's dad dies, that child is going to walk this world alone. They are not going to have their sibling. Like they're not going to have their buddy. They're not going to have their BFF. Like who are they going to go through life's challenges with? Their BFFs? Fine. But like, I don't know. It's different. I have a brother. He's two years older than me. And it's just different. Like, I, yeah, I have my best friends, but I know that the day of tomorrow, like me and my brother are going to be thick as thieves and it is what it is. But I wanted to give that to my daughter. I wanted her to have her little partner, you know, and I wasn't going to let that fear make me selfish in that way. So I was like, I'm going to throw this shit out. Like, I already married this guy. Okay. I'm all in it. I spent <laughs> my life and I said, put a ring on my finger. We're going to exchange vows and I'm going to change my name. Like, I am yours, sir. So I will go ahead and procreate with you and we will conquer the world with our eggs and sperm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a question. Do you have to co-parent with Genesis dad and how is that? Unfortunately, and it's horrible. Short and sweet. It's not the best, but I do have to co-parent. Um, you know, we're okay. We went through a lot um, to get where we are. And we still have our days. We still have our days where, you know, words are exchanged that shouldn't be exchanged. And things are done incorrectly that shouldn't have been done incorrectly. And, you know, we're still learning. We're still going with the flow. Like, he has a girlfriend. You know, I'm married. So it's it's hard it's hard to co-parent when you just wish the guy would sign his rights away honestly um <laughs> but he's your dad yeah guys this is raw real shit okay no one wants but to like, does, does he want to be involved in her life i guess that was that would have been a better question yeah yeah absolutely he does and you know he does the best that he can that's all i can really say about that but it's definitely been hard to co-parent. We just do the best that we can on a day-to-day basis. Why do you think it's hard? Is it because like, are you guys like fighting over power or like, what is it? Like what's hard about it? No communication? What's hard about it is that there is communication. I wish I didn't have to speak to him. Like I wish I didn't have to communicate and keep him updated. It's hard when you expect someone to, you know, be a father 100%, but like you have to remind them of school activities and you have to remind them of class meetings and you have to remind them, you know, hey, your daughter needs this for class or like your daughter needs this for school or like it's, I am basically a mom and a dad. I'm going to be very honest. I'm basically a mom and a dad. And it it sucks because I don't want to have to remind him of things that he should already have in mind because he's a father, you know, um, And it's just hard because 
things get disrespectful and lines get crossed and like I said words are exchanged that shouldn't be exchanged and it's unfortunate just because I wish we were friends um and we can be cordial but friends I wouldn't say we're friends I think we're just cordial and we're trying and I I try to help him the most that I can um but it gets to a point where it's like you have to stop helping because you're just holding their hands like you're baiting them at this point and it's that's what I was gonna say yeah you're you're holding their hands and you're teaching them how to be a dad and it's like sir I need you to just pick up like it's been six years you should have gotten your shit together already like there's no reason why I have to tell you to join our daughter's freaking class whatsapp group okay she's been in this school since august we are in april get it together (laughs) there's no excuse i'm sorry there's no excuse but it's it's difficult you know i know i've known him since we were five years old we met in elementary school and you know we were best friends growing up we separated went to different schools we dated in freshman year for like a week and it was like via text and like phone calls back in like 2009 and it just didn't work out i was like you go to a different school i never i'm never gonna see you bro like my mom's not gonna take me to your house like it's not happening so you know um we just disconnected and then we found each other again like i've known him since i was five years old who can say that their baby daddy is their elementary school sweetheart you know like whenever i tell people that like people get tripped up and they're like what the fuck <laughs> yeah like it is what it is and it's unfortunate because before anything you know you're friends with that person like you're close to that person you know that person on a different level like even before a relationship we were very good friends he was one of my best friends and you know our relationship escalated and it turned out to be what it is and then I got pregnant and then things just changed and it's like a whole different person and I have no idea who this man is anymore and it's so sad to think about because you meet this person you know this one version of them and then they get handed a baby and they turn around and don't know what the fuck they're doing with their life and it sucks but I don't know co-parenting is very difficult very very difficult I guess it's also like based on what you're telling me, you know. Yeah. Telling us you have like certain expectations for him. I mean, it's not. I know you. you your voice tone changed and everything. Like you are mad. You are mad, mom. Yeah. <laughs> right now, like you're a mad mama bear, yeah. and you're like, get your fucking shit together, asshole. Yeah. Um. And they're all stuff that it's like. You you expected more. You expect more because you, you do a lot. So you're like, why the fuck can't you? Right. And I, I think that happens in a lot of mother-father relationships is women are, like, how can I say it? Women are expected to go above and beyond because we're the moms, right? We're the women. We're the ones that bear the child, birth the child, keep the child alive, Okay. And it's very nonchalant, I guess is the word. Like, it's not a big deal if the dad's not around. Why? Because mom's going to pick it up. Dad doesn't mind 
missing something. Why? Because mom's going to pick it up. And it's kind of expected at this point for dads to just be half-assed. And it's, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Because, you know, it takes two people to make this baby. Like, yeah, I am the mom. And how Hispanics say it, how anybody says it, you know, the kids belong to the mother in every way, in every way of, like, how you want to interpret that. My mom has always told me, los hijos se pertenecen a las madres. And it's true. You know, it's true. The day of tomorrow, something happens. Mom's here. Like, I'll make it work. I've had to run around before to go take something to my child's school when he's off at the gym or doing God knows what because mom has got it under control. Mom will solve the issue. And it fucking sucks to know that there's two parents in this situation, two involved parents. And by involved, I mean like he's in the picture. Don't get it twisted. But (laughs) one parent does all the work for both. And it's unfortunate that society sees that and like there's not really a change. Like these men aren't changing. These men are not changing. And it's okay. It's okay for the dad to be half-assed. As long as the mom is not half-assed, that's fine. And that fucking sucks. Because we need a fucking break too. We need a break. And sometimes we just... I'm not even asking for a lot. I'm asking for the bare minimum. I'm asking you to take her to school on time. Complete the homework correctly. Read to her. You know what the bare minimum is? Be a fucking dad. Be present. Include her in things. You know, take her on your little vacations with you. Like, I feel like I'm saying too much, but I don't even care. It's, it's. I expected him to be a great dad, like he was a great boyfriend. But then I had the baby, I had my my daughter, and it affected me in a drastic way. And I guess it affected him in a drastic way too. And, you know, he completely changed as a person and he completely changed his attitude. And he wasn't ready to be a dad. He wasn't ready to be a dad as much as he wanted to convince himself that he was. For me, I feel like I had to just do what I had to do and I had to prepare myself however however, however I had to do it. And I was like, I'm going to be a mom. You know, if I'm ready for it or not, I'm going to be a mom. But for him, it's like he wasn't ready to be a dad and he didn't mind. Oh, my baby. And he didn't mind not being a hundred percent because he knew mom was gonna take care of it he knew mom was gonna run to walmart if she needed to mom was gonna run to the grocery store if she left her sweater in the back of his car oh my god god forbid my house is closer to the school so i gotta stop on my lunch break and i gotta go take her a sweater to school like it's like i'm the one that constantly runs around like a chicken with its head cut off And now my husband does too, because my husband is now my husband. And he partakes (laughs) in these crazy, crazy things. And sometimes we have to sit back and we look at each other and we're just like, are we really going through this? And I say we, because we're a unit. Like whatever I go through and whatever I have to co-parent with him, like he's right there next to me, you know, 
telling me, hey, maybe you should address it like this. What do you think? Or maybe you should say something like this. What do you think? You know, address it in a different, he gives me a different point of view for some things. So we co-parent. Like me and my husband co-parent. <laughs> my baby daddy. And to be fair, um, when we first spoke, you mentioned, and I know that you have mentioned this like on your Instagram before, like he used to tell you like things like, this is your job. Yeah. Yeah. Like being a mom is your job. I I am the money sperm maker. Donor. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. He is the sperm donor. But yeah, when we were talking on Instagram, um, yeah, that's, listen, man, there's so much shit that has to do with my postpartum that, ugh, like looking back at it now, it's like, bro, I don't even understand. Like I, after I had my baby, yeah, that's exactly what he told me. He said, you know, I can't be bothered to do the, you know, the nighttime routine. Like I can't be bothered to help you with the baby because, you know, when I come home, I got to shower, I got to eat, I got to go to sleep because I have to work tomorrow and I have to work in the morning. And like, this time that you're on maternity leave, like, this is your job. You know, like, he had that mentality of, like, I'm home for three months. He probably thought I was doing absolutely fucking nothing. And my job was to just raise our child. And he can be totally absent. And that was perfectly fine. Because he had a job. And it's not like he was supporting me. I want to make that very clear. It's not like he was supporting me. He never supported me. The only way he ever supported me was when we lived together in our apartment. He did pay the rent. But I paid everything else. I am the one that paid for my daughter's daycare when I had to put her into daycare at four months old so I can go back to work. He never paid a dime of daycare. And he never paid a dime of any of her formula. He didn't pay a dime for any groceries. He didn't pay a dime for the FPL bill. He didn't do shit. Uh, he thought that he was being the man of the house by paying the rent. And he thought that that was his token to getting out of like, fucking helping out with laundry or putting the baby to bed or like feeding the baby so I could shower. You know, it's, it's little things like that, that I look back and I'm like, how did I tolerate this shit? Like how I was in a relationship and I was a single mom. And I'm sure you've heard me say this on my Instagram too. Like people, people are like, Oh my God, no, you weren't like you had your baby daddy with you. Like he could have helped. I'm like, yeah, he could have. Did he? No. I was a single mom in a relationship. I was doing everything on my own. And yeah, he would sit there and just tell me like, you know, don't wake me up. I have to work tomorrow. And unfortunately, my daughter was up all night. So while he was sleeping in bed, I couldn't bother him with like her crying or like her goo goo gaga and like, you know, because she wasn't a crying baby all night. Sometimes she, she would cry, but sometimes she was just awake. So I had to remove myself from the comfort of my bed so I could let him sleep, take my newborn baby to the living room, and just like watch TV and entertain. Not sleep. And like not fucking sleep. And like entertain this baby until like seven, eight in the morning that she would finally fall asleep. And guess what? When she would finally fall asleep, he was getting up for work. He'd kiss her, he'd leave. And I had to just do it all over again. And who, who talks about that shit? Nobody fucking talks about that. Like for real, all you, all you moms, whoever, whoever's listening 
is gonna listen to this that is a mom that is in this situation, bro, leave his ass. <laughs> it's not gonna work. Leave his ass, okay? Leave that boy. That's not even a man. Leave that boy. Because I left that boy and I am so blessed. So blessed. The best thing I could have done was walk away scared because I walked away scared, not knowing what the fuck was happening. But look at what happened. You know, I am in the right place, the right time with the right person and the right people. Like, I have my village. I have my family. I have everything I have because I had the balls to get up and walk. And, and, and walk. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I said, mommy, please, I need to move in with you again because this is not working. This is what's happening. So can you please let me live in your house with my baby? My one-year-old baby. And of course, my mom is not going to deny me. She is the best. I don't want to cry. She is the best mom anyone can ever have, ever. Like, she is the best mom. And of course, she opened her door for me. And she gave me a beautiful little room with my own bathroom and a walk-in closet. <laughs> so I had, like, all the space for my baby shit, my shit, some more shit. And I <laughs> So, and why? And why did this happen? Because I reached out for help. I reached out for help and I said, this is what's happening, but this can't happen anymore. I need to live with you again and I need to figure my shit out because this is not going to end well. And I, I fucking, I just left. I left. Who wants to be with a man that says, eh, todo tuyo, mamita? Like, no, I'm sorry. You laid down with me and we both made this baby. It's just, it was so bad. It was so yeah. bad. That sounds like you, you're making me sad. And it's like so many moms go through that. So many moms stay in a relationship because they need someone to pay the rent. Yeah. Although you were paying everything else, the reality was that you didn't have enough money to pay a, a roof for, for your head. Yeah. So that's, you know, you were fortunate enough to call up your mom. Mm -hmm. But so many moms are in a relationship right now only sole purpose mm -hmm. is because the man pays the rent. And so many dads, I have the best dad in the world, but so many dads are okay with being uninvolved. Like they don't even know what school their child goes to. No, that fucking blows my mind. <laughs> like, they don't even know what's happening in their school. Like, and it's sad. It's a sad excuse. Like, it's, oh, like, it's okay for dads not to do that. Like, ma'am, there's dads out there that are involved. Yeah. Because they, there's no other choice. There's no other choice but for dad to be involved. Yeah, and look at how many... Think of how many dads want to be in their kids' lives and want to be involved and want to fucking pay for shit and want to do parent, parent drop-off and, you know, just be dads and they're being restricted because they have bitter baby mamas. You know, think of things like that. Like, there's so many different scenarios 
And I'm going to ask you a question and you tell me honestly. How many times have you seen a pregnancy announcement, right? Let's say on social media, whatever. A couple months after they have the baby, the couple's broken up. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> One too many times. One too many times. How many times, right? Because so many times. That's the nitty gritty. That is the nitty gritty. Like, I'm, in my opinion, I'm probably going to sound so fucking, like, judgmental for saying this. Whenever I see shit like that, I'm like, either dad couldn't handle, like, newborn life or mom said, you know, deuces, I'm out. Like, you're not doing what you got to do. And she got up and fucking walked out and said, bye, boy. Like, how many times have you seen that? So many times. Yeah. It's it's so many it's times very common and it's also very common for that to be the situation for that to be the reality but for social media purposes or for wanting to uphold an appearance you post and you show up to the family functions and you do all the things and you make yourself look like this picture perfect family and you're not and i refused to keep on putting a face that wasn't mine and I said, no, bro, I'm not going to do this. And for what? For him? <laughs> Bye. No. Fuck that. Fuck that. I said, you know, if I had the balls to go through with this pregnancy and I had the balls to, you know, keep my child, because it does take balls to keep your fucking kid. Okay, let's be honest. That's going to be the name of the podcast. What? Do you have the balls? Do you have yeah. the balls? <laughs> yeah. Drop your balls. Right Something balls, okay? <laughs> Something balls. Something balls. <laughs> Nothing balls. Um, it it takes fuck. That was such a good name for a podcast, and now I'm thrown off. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know. Like it's. I'm. I wasn't gonna put on a brave face. I wasn't gonna put on a brave face just to make abuela happy or tia happy or to say because cuando tú te casas, tú te casas y no te puedes divorciar. Y si tienen hijo peor todavía. Oye. I had my godmother tell me, like, when I was taking my maternity picture, she took my maternity pictures and she told me, you got to look at him like he's the love of your life. And this is the father of your child and blah, 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 blah. And then I've, obviously I'm in the moment, I'm taking pictures, but we had like a picnic after and she's, she told me, she's like, look at, look at your boyfriend. I was like, I'm looking at him. And she's like, you could never leave that man. That's the father of your child. And you know, what's so sick is for a while. I had that embedded in my head that I couldn't leave him because he was the father of my child. And what was I doing to my child if I did want to leave him? But you know what no one tells you? What are you doing to your child if you do? Everyone th looks at it as like a negative thing. And it, it was the best thing that could have happened to my child. A thousand percent. Everyone thinks that you have to stay with the father of your children your husband, whatever the case is, because it's, it's in the best interest for the child. Bull fucking shit. It's not always the case. Sometimes getting up and walking away is the best choice. And in my case, it was. In my case, it was. And I saw my child become happier, more free, more cariñosa. And she wasn't, I guess, timid all the time and anxious all the time she was more at peace she was more happy she was she wasn't absorbing everything else that was 
there before. Yeah. She she wasn't in that toxic environment anymore. And I took her out and she was just a better person. Like she was like the change in her was crazy. Like crazy. Like you would think that for a one year old, like what would, what would, how do you how can you tell your one year old is timid or anxious? You could tell. You could tell. Just by the way he walks through the door and like her body language would change or like, you know, she would want him more, but then like reject me or, you know, you can tell when your baby's anxious. And like when that family would come around, like the baby would be anxious. She wouldn't want to be with them. She only wanted to be with me and she didn't want to hug or kiss or nothing from that side of the family. And I don't blame her. Honestly, (laughs) you give me all the bad vibes and all the bad juju. I don't, I don't blame her. She was nervous. And yeah, and with being with just me and with my family and like just with him on visitations and shit, like it was so much better. Like I can't even explain it. It was so much better. So to sum it up. Are you terrified now? No. Um I I feel some sense of relief because yeah. uh, I really like to hear the raw raw truth to it and it I don't know it kind of brings me peace I, I know it sounds kind of weird but it's like I, I like to hear that because you always hear everything's good everything's beautiful it was beautiful to have this child in my arms and it, like you know fireflies and birdies and whatever and it's like is it really fireflies and birdies because it's hard to believe you know yeah so like this kind of like centered me I'm like okay this makes sense yeah and I'm sure you'll have a mom on your podcast who gives you all the, the the picture perfect crap, right? Like, oh my God, I had my baby and it was the best day of my life. Like I felt nothing but hearts and like, like, like unicorns. And like, I felt all the bubbles and the sparkles and the fairy pixie. <laughs> and like, oh my God, no, 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 no. Postpartum did not exist for me. Everything was splendid. Listen, you're going to get the mom. You're going to get the mom. But this is like 80%, maybe 90 of like what all the moms go through, mm-hmm. 100%. It's just you have to have the balls to step out and be like, no, it's not as easy as you think. It's cute on social media. It's not cute in reality. And I'm going to burst your little bubble and tell you that, no, it's not unicorns and rainbows. It's not. Yeah, there's a lot more than goes to it. There's a lot of branches. Yes. And everyone's experience is different. So if I scared you guys, please don't be scared to have kids now. Because it's, <laughs> it's just beautiful in its own twisted way. And I think what really made a big difference for you was having, thanks to having gone through what you went through, you realized what you do need and what you should expect and like how to go about that, you know? in your new in your new relationship with your husband and having a baby like you were able to be like look this is what it is this is what i can do i'm gonna need you to do this can you do that and you guys were able to establish that before having a child yes as well like that type of relationship that you can speak up and you can feel comfortable like asking for help yeah it's like i said different situation different relationship with my husband now you know when we agreed we were going to have a baby, I said, I am not going to go through the shit that I went through with my first daughter. Like, this is what it's like to have a baby. 
do you know what it is? And he's like, no, I, I'm going to have to figure it out. You know, and, and honestly, like, he's gone learning because I've been teaching him. But because this is his first biological child, you know, when Gen when Genesis came into his life, she was a year old. So she was already kind of big, you know, walking, kind of talking like he didn't experience like the reverse sleep schedule. Waking up in the middle of the night, <laughs> not sleeping. Yes, he didn't. He didn't, you know, experience any of that. So I just told him, you know, like. I tell him what my triggers are and I do tell him, you know, this is what happened in the, like the first time. This is not what I want to happen this time. You know, I told him if we're going to have a baby, this isn't like a little plant that you water and you give it sunlight. This is a human. And I told him there's going to be really rough nights. There's going to be breast milk. There might be formula. We don't know how this is going to go. We are going to have our expectations of what we want, but nothing goes as planned when you're a parent. Like, it surprises you every single day. And with my husband, it's been different because I've actually had a partner. I've actually had a parent, not someone who is not involved. And I have to like, I was talking to him the other day. I was like, it's so hard to parent with you, you know, because we're at a doctor's appointment and it's not like I call the shots. It's like, okay, wait, like I have to count with my husband and I have to consider his feelings and like his opinions too, because it's not like he's a deadbeat, like he's in the picture, you know, he's here. And that's hard too. You have to yeah. give, give some of your power after you've been like, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like now it's like, oh wait, there's someone else here. One second. <laughs> and that's my thing is like, I went through a power trip. I was like, what do you mean you have an opinion? No, it's not valid. I'm the mom. And it, my mom had to like slap some reality into me and be like, listen, you need to remember that he's not just, you know, the baby's father. He is your husband and he is an active father. Like you need to respect and you need to take his shit into consideration. And I talked to him and I said, you know, it's difficult for me because let's think back to when I had Genesis. You know, she was my life. I did everything for her. I, all her doctor's appointments, this guy did not know a damn thing, like anything. Her school, how was her progression? How was she developing? I knew it all. And I called all the shots and I would tell him after like, Hey, you know, this is what happened today. Oh, okay, cool. Do you have an opinion? No, no, no. You know, you know what you're doing. It's shit like that. So it's like this time around, it's like, oh, wait, but I don't want to do that. Maybe we should do this because of this reason. Like there's other, there's like, he gives me different points of views and like he gives me his, his opinion and I'm like, I don't want, to, I want to do it all. Let me do it all. Let me just be the mom and the dad here. And he's like, I'm sorry, it's not the case. I am a dad, I'm a father, I'm active, I'm involved. And he does deserve like everything. He deserves everything. Cause he's been so patient. Because, you know, he's been adapting to this new life of his, of not just having a stepchild, but his own. And, like, really getting to know what it is to have, like, a newborn. And it's been hard for me, too, just to, like, actually parent with him. <laughs> it's, no one told me about this shit. 
<laughs> no one told me I had to like give up my power and like give up some control. I'm a control freak, okay? I need to know what's going on 24/7. I need to know how it's going to get done, but I can't I can't control anything. Now I I lost control because there's another parent. But you know, I'd rather have it like this than be in the same type of relationship that I was in the first time. Like I'd rather argue with him and go back and forth with my husband about his point of view and my point of view and what we're going to agree on and blah 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 and who's going to win to have him because <laughs> it's always a battle. <laughs> battle. It's always a battle. Like who's going to win today? Who's going to win this argument? You know, I'd rather argue with him than do it by myself and like be married to him and he's not involved and he doesn't give a shit and you know he's not really in the picture like he's just disconnected this man is obsessed with his kids kids and i say kids because he considers his stepdaughter his child he's obsessed with his kids he wants to know everything he's on all the group chats he's on the class tags he's on the threads he's on everything the email threads all of it <laughs> the message that the email that's the type of thread i'm talking about <laughs> he's on everything okay Like, he'll call me and be like, did you see what the teacher said? I'm like, no, sir, I'm working. I didn't get the notification. How did you get, how did, how, why didn't you get the notification? I got it. I got it. <laughs> like, yeah, I got it, but I'm actually working right now. So I was going to do it in like five minutes when I had a break. He's like, no, 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 I just dropped what I was doing. I just casually picked up my phone and I'm like always on like high alert. So he's very active, like with both of the girls. And like, I wouldn't have it any other way honestly because like i want my husband to be obsessed with our kids just like i am and i don't know i can't imagine him as a deadbeat because like that's just not who he is he takes responsibility for you know his actions and his choices and like to see my husband and like not be a dad like that would be so fucking weird to me and thankfully i haven't experienced that because you know he has done the 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 night shifts He has rocked the baby to sleep. He has walked this entire second floor of our townhouse to put her to bed. He has gotten bottles ready. He has done bath times. He's gotten her and taken her to, you know, out of the house for a little bit just so I could clean the house and like breathe and take a shower. Like he contributes. He contributes. He's a father and he's a husband. And he's made sure that I'm on top of my mental health and like whatever I need that he can help me with like he's there and he's contributing and he's supporting and he knows you know when I'm not okay like he'll just tell me you know like you're having a day like I'm gonna take the girls I'll take them to the park like you can take a nap or like you know whatever you want but like no 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 it's okay I'll go to the park with you guys because then like I just want to be with them but it shows a lot that he it's he takes the initiative you know and he's I don't know. Yeah, that's that's what's important because I I feel like when you, when you compare to Genesis father, you're like you're like telling him like hello, can you get in the freaking group chat? Hello, like can can you put your pants on? Hello, do you have socks on? Like, did you put on the right shoes? Yeah, are you wearing two different pairs of shoes? Versus your husband that he actually just does it so it's like yeah it's kind of like a sense of relief for you yeah like, like oh, okay i don't have to remind you this yeah. is great <laughs> no, i get shook okay i look at him sometimes and i'm like you bathe like you did bath time 
and like a, fre- <laughs> a fresh diaper and like new pajamas. Okay. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good to go like make dinner or whatever. Like, yeah, I got it under control. I think it was, it was Friday night. I came home and he had picked up Genesis earlier. He got home before me. I got home and like, I was expecting her to be like, you know, messing around with her toys or whatever. I walk in the house and that girl has like wet hair and pajamas on. And I was like, did you shower? She's like, yeah, <laughs> I showered already. I was like, I looked at oh my God. Like, oh my God. What is this? I like it. You know? <laughs> and if you really think even a little bit deeper, it's kind of sad that that's like an excitement. Like, wow, yeah. you did that. When going back to what you originally said, it's like, that's the fucking bare minimum. Yes, that is a perfect example of what the bare minimum is. You pick up your kid from school, you take them home, you shower them, right? Yeah. And so many moms don't have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't have it at one point. And it's like, of course, you have to value it and appreciate it when you do have it because obviously it's not out there Yeah, often. But it is sad. It is sad. Yeah. If you think about it, it is. Because it's like, I get excited when he just puts, like, baby perfume on the baby and, like, bit, like puts, like, pajamas on her. I'm like, oh, my God, you put perfume on her. She's so delicious. <laughs> you know? It's like when he does little things like that or, like, he heats up her food and gets everything ready or, like, gets the diaper bag ready. I'm like, check, check, and check. Like, I love this shit. I want this all the time. I don't have to tell you to do a damn thing. You know, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I do have to tell him, like, can you stop playing video games on your phone? Or can you stop being in the bathroom for two hours and, like, sitting on the couch and, like, doing nothing? Like, can you please unload the dishwasher? Or can you please help me fold the laundry? You know, I do have to tell him sometimes because he does want to break too sometimes and he just wants to sit on the couch and play his video games. But if I need <laughs> help, I'll be like... Can you just please help me with the clothes or, you know, sometimes I will say I just want to do it all on my own. And like, he'll be like, why didn't you ask me for help? You're you're playing your game on the couch and I feel bad asking you to get up. I don't know. Like you do so much. And, but those little things do excite me. It's like, they wouldn't excite, like, I guess if had I had them before, they wouldn't excite me now. But now that I'm getting like all these new things that, moms should be getting i'm like ooh, i like it <laughs> and take both of the girls okay take them <laughs> do what you gotta do dad you do your thing what do you, want me to do? you want me to cook you want me to clean the house what do you want me to do no no you can take a shower and do like a face mask if you want i'm like <gasps> what time for myself wow you i can wash my hair after seven days i love that <laughs> Yeah, that's the real, real, real right there. Honestly, um, I really hope that whoever listened to this, wherever you are in your journey of life, whether you're thinking about becoming a mom or you are a mom and you're in a difficult situation, uh, for starters, remember to think about your balls. And (laughs) those are important. To just grab them. And make sure they're they're strong and ready yeah. for a battle. Yeah. And if you think and if you're thinking about having a baby with someone, I hope you take certain things into consideration. Mm-hmm. 
Otherwise, you will learn the hard way, like Kathleen. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming to this TED Talk. Please choose your men wisely, okay? <laughs> Please choose your men wisely. Don't go based off of their looks and how they make you feel inside. Like, don't do that. <laughs> I think of, like, their family dynamic. And those red flags that you want to ignore, make sure that you don't ignore them and actually, like, make them very present and go choose another baby daddy. Do better. Do better, guys. All Be happy. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on with us and sharing your truth, your experience, your thoughts, your advice. I learned a lot. I know F learned a lot. And I just hope someone can share this with somebody that is going through this, is going through a hard time, is somewhere in their life that they don't know how to get out of it. Reach out for help. Don't be mad at people if they can't help you. And buckle up. Buckle up because it's going to be a crazy ride. Thanks so much for having me on. It was such a pleasure and I'm glad you saw something in me that you wanted to bring me onto this podcast and have me talk. Um, for any of you that are going to follow me, you guys will get acclimated with my shit talking shenanigans on instagram because that's all i do i talk shit and you know if there's any questions or anybody going through something and they want a second opinion or they just need to be heard or want to vent you know i'm here i mean i'm not a celebrity i'm not a influencer i'm really nobody but someone to lend an ear a helping hand whatever i can do to help you feel better And I just hope that this reaches a couple people and makes a difference in their lives. So I'm glad you gave me the platform to speak on. I'm very grateful for you guys. And I'm so happy that I made time to do this today. I was so excited. <laughs> it was beautiful and it was amazing to have you. You really shared a beautiful story with all its positivity and its negativity. And I took a lot from it. And I'm sure all our listeners here on Shut Up and Listen are going to take a lot of it as well yes, thank you. by the balls grab your life <laughs> by the balls guys so before going anywhere don't exit the app just follow us subscribe to us stay tuned we will be coming back on monday with another podcast for you thank you bye